0: Today on another episode of Real Ghost Stories Online, that may convince you that Santa Claus is possibly the devil himself, dressed up as a bearded old man, but in reality, breaks into your home every December 25th, does sexually inappropriate things to your goldfish, and then leaves your children presence as a thank you for letting him torment the ocean life of your home. I know, yeah, your dog doesn't like him either, but we won't talk about what Santa did to him on Easter. It wasn't the creepy bunny after all. Who is the shadow man that torments a family, night after night, and what does it want? That story and much more, today on Real Ghost Stories Online.
1: Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802. Or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown, in way possibly the undead. This is real ghost stories online.
0: That it is. Welcome to the program. And if you like the show, be sure to check us out on Apple podcasts and uh, check out our EPP channel. It's extra podcast person where you can even get three days free and get access to all of the episodes commercial free. Get advanced episodes of the show. Get into the archive of the show. Uh, And a free bonus episode for you guys, the supporters, the EPPs. Check it out on Apple Podcasts. And like I said, try it for three days free. Or you can go to patreon.com slash real ghost stories. If you're not on Apple Podcasts, another way to do it. Or directly through our website, which is ghostpodcast.com. Ghostpodcast.com. Get access to all that stuff and help keep the program on the air. It's Tony and Harper with you on today's episode of the show. What's going on?
1: I'm staring into Vigo the Carpathian's eyes to get possessed to bring back the Ghostbusters.
0: Uh yeah, there you are kind of looking at Vigo kind of creepily over there. He's uh, he's really creepy right now because the the fireplace is right next to him, and it really kind of works well, doesn't it? <laughs> it
1: does. It really does.
0: It's the same kind of colors as the painting and. It makes him look pretty creepy.
1: I'm just waiting for Dana Baird's child to fly in through the window. Ooh,
0: that would be funny. Wouldn't it be funny if we had like a baby like oh like God. suspended yeah. on like a wire up there? That's and hard. it just like and it and it, it, it flies away from Vigo or towards Vigo. And it just doesn't like every time you open the door.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's messed up, but something we would probably
1: do. Oh yeah, of course.
0: Yeah. So I uh, I got to experience something brand new today uh with Harper. She uh, introduced me to uh, going and getting a mani-pedi and a facial.
1: Yeah, that and, was fun.
0: And I, I've never had any of that done before. It was kind of enjoyable. Yeah, I, I must say it it wasn't bad at all. And but you've done that before, right?
1: Not the facial part, but oh, the okay. mani-pedi part. Yeah, i would never
0: done the facial part. Well, either had I, and um, it was it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah, the 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 woman who was doing it. We were talking about ghost stories, um, and she uh, was from uh, Vietnam, and uh, she was telling me about uh, some of the local legends uh, around her where she grew up, and uh, some of the creepy things that went on at her un- at her uncle's house, which was really interesting to to hear about. Mm. But uh, it was uh, it was enjoyable. I feel very um, Cleanse. <sighs>
1: cleansed.
0: Cleansed. Yeah, I feel cleansed. Um, I wonder if you could do the same thing. I just took duct tape to my skin and just pulled it off.
1: Not sure. how that works.
0: Not how that works. Okay. Well, now we know. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, everyone, when you're the, I was the only guy in there, and I remember when I came out uh, out of the room where they were doing the facials. Like it was all these women's heads that are like, "Who is the man that's invaded our space?" <laughs> I was like, then you came up right after. I'm like, oh, oh, that's cute. But first it was like, get this guy out of here. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our first letter. It says, hey, I love your stories. They uh, help me not feel so crazy with my own experiences. I have multiple stories to tell you. When I was three and four, I remember seeing the spirit of an old lady with long gray hair pulled up, she'd come to me in my room. She'd play dolls with me and tell me how different her dolls were when she was a child. I told my mom about these events, and she was terrified. Till a few years ago, I came across really old family pictures. And to my surprise, I found a picture of the lady that came to visit and play with me as a child. She was my third great-grandmother that emigrated to the U.S. from Sweden. Another story that occurred and still happens to this day at about the same age, three or four started seeing a shadow man that I refer to as my shadow man. He's a very tall, dark figure with what looks like a hat. He's followed me my entire life. Sometimes he'll show up in any room of my house and walk around and sometimes he'll just stop and stare at me. He never speaks or tries to touch me, but he's always there. Also on multiple occasions, if I look in my mirror, They'll be sitting in the back of my car with my children, but never causes any problems. The oddest part is, if I don't see him for a week or two, my cousin out of state sees him at his house. So whoever this shadow man is, he goes back and forth between me and my cousin. My husband has also seen the shadow man walking behind me on a few different occasions. Another story, when I was 13, my mom brought us a new house and after about three months of living there, we painted the Odd th- and we painted it, and odd things started happening. I'd see a man in overalls walking around the house and the yard almost daily and hearing kids playing. coming to find out that was a farm. And the last straw for us was when my mom was at work. She worked nights, and I started hearing a baby screaming in the basement and saw the shadow of someone walking under the door. My dog I had at the time went crazy. She was barking, growling at the door. I never opened the door, and I ran outside with the dog and made my mom come pick me up and take me to work with her. And I slept at her work all night. Scariest of all, now my 10-year-old daughter is seeing the shadow man all the time from my second story. And she's not scared, just nervous. Also, my 10-year-old daughter will randomly know things about places and people. We went to a tour of a historical home when she was about five, and we walked through one of the bedrooms. She yelled out, That when she was a kid, she hid under the bed with her other mom and siblings when her dad was fighting in the war. They had to bury their nice dishes in the yard to hide them from soldiers. The tour guide was in extreme shock and confirmed all that took place. We now believe that my daughter is some sort of sensitive. Thank you for letting me send in my stories. Sorry if it's too much. Feel free if you have any questions to call me. Thoughts on all that?
1: Well... Um, I thought it I, I think it's interesting with the daughter that could just like randomly know things about that type of stuff. Yeah. Because and the other like this was a while ago like truly a while ago. I'd say so, like a year ago now uh, we were sitting in the dining room uh, in the dining room just kind of eating and then just talking about whatever. And, this, and then I brought up like Like, you know, with you know how I was just like, you know how I used to say, like, I died in a spaceship? Yeah. Without knowing anything until later on about uh, that girl.
0: Very similar, where you just had all this information that...
1: I know, but like, my point is, somehow I knew that she was a science teacher.
0: No, no, that never came up. We, we talked about that after.
1: Well, yes, but without any research or anything.
0: You're saying that you said that? Yes. Okay, I don't remember that part. But... What? I don't remember. I, we <sighs> talked about the possible people that we thought you could be, and I think that's where that came from, but I thought that was after. Because when you were brushing your teeth with me,
1: well, not when I was brushing my teeth. I'm talking about a year or so ago.
0: Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you meant you said that back then. No. Okay. I get you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a download of information. Yeah. Is the way I guess I would describe it. Uh, another letter, it says, this is Sam from Texas. Here to finally try and tell you the story of my beginnings in regard to interaction to the paranormal. I've been back and forth trying to figure out the best way to describe all all this happened to me in the time that I lived in a little house on a hill in Texas. But I've been having trouble with it. I mean, how do you tell someone about the terror that you've held on to for years? For time purposes, I guess I'll break up my stories into little snips. Hope you enjoy one of the tales from my childhood. When you think about dolls, there are three kinds of attitudes. First, there's love, affection. Second, and there's indifference. Third, there's utter terror. you' we subscribe to the third option. This uh, Wayne Coats, because of any uh, horror movies I had seen, nor because I had an active imagination, it was because the dolls that sat on my dresser were frighteningly unique. Despite their demure beauty and fragile frozen features meant to attract the eye of any little girl, they had a tendency to send chills down my spine anytime I would see them. Having these dolls was never my idea. My mother purchased them in her constant attempt to make me more girly. As I was growing up, she'd come home with the elegant beauty in her box, fresh from the store, and she'd be so excited to give it to me. I never had the heart to deny the gifts, even when I did not like them. I've always been a tomboy, never liked the dresses and bows that went along with being a little girl. Thus, I had these dolls that sat down, De- delicately on stands all across the top of my white dresser To appease my mother They were your typical porcelain doll Beautifully dressed in various styles of clothing With their cheeks rosy, their lips full in pink Their soft curls rolling down their backs And their wide open eyes Framed by thick lashes seemingly absorbing all that surrounded them The dolls themselves would have been fine anywhere else I think But there in that house They took on a new persona they were perpetual watchers of every move I made while in that room and they scared me to death. Since these dolls frightened me so much and I cold put them away, I would always turn them around to face the walls so they could not watch me at night. No matter where they were, I always felt that their painted blue and green eyes would peer at me. I thought that maybe if I turned them around, I'd feel safer somehow. However, this inadvertently caused more fear due to the fact that When I would wake up the next day, the dolls would all be facing forward, all in the same direction, slightly to the side, facing my bed, watching me. The terror that ran through me was something that I did not understand at the time. Dolls are not supposed to move. They're beautiful objects. They're toys. They do not move on their own. The dolls would only move in times when I was alone. Thus, parents never understood the fear that I had in that home and never understood why. I didn't like to be alone in my room or why I didn't like the dolls. There are never believers and continue that attitude today. I eventually was able to rid myself of the dolls, but never will I purge my mind of the icy stare that I would get daily. I can tell you this much. If my boyfriend and me have a daughter, I will not be giving her any of my porcelain dolls. This is only one of my many stories in this house. If you like this one, I'll tell you the rest. Thanks for sharing my story.
1: Now, now porcelain dolls are usually fine, just like on their own. But the fact that it's like only in that house that they're creepy has something to do with the house, not the dolls. They're
0: always creepy. No, I don't not. care what house you're in. If you got porcelain they're dolls, creepy. they're creepy as hell.
1: Well, then you're creepy as hell.
0: <laughs> Honey, people generally do feel that porcelain dolls are creepy. They're not but, creepy. But they're beautiful. Yes, well, I understand why you feel that way. Because I think you're from a different era. And I think, yeah, I think it, you probably had them at one point in time. And a, a lot of little girls of the era when they were popular would feel that way. It was more so the moms and the grandmas that had them, trying to give them to kids many, many years later. You know, they're, they're very delicate. And a lot of kids, they were just kind of creepy. They were something you really couldn't play with very much. Um, they're beautiful. They scare me.
1: Well, then you're just weird.
0: No, honestly, I'm not. I'm. This is very normal, honey. Uh, there was... Um, Uh, a friend of mine in Green Bay that when I'd go stay at his house when I was in town, his wife loved porcelain dolls and and had a very similar setup as to the story, which is what it makes me think of, where it was all along the upper part of the room it was kind of like a border of porcelain dolls, all staring at you as you slept.
1: Wonderful. It was
0: really creepy, and I didn't sleep well there, ever of those creepy, creepy dolls. But Well, there you go. I didn't know you like porcelain dolls. I thought you found them creepy, too.
1: No. They're
0: wonderful. Okay. Creeping me out. Let's go to another caller. Uh, 855- 853-4802 is our phone number. Hi.
2: Hey, Tony, Harper, Carol, Todd, Lexus from Bellingham. Again, it's been a while since I called. Um... (laughs) I have another story. This one's really cool. Um, so about a year ago, I downloaded—I uh, want to say like three different um, like ghost hunting apps just to kind of test them out. They're and there are the uh, ghost tube app. So there's just the standard ghost tube and a voice like. Um, you know, uh, automated voice will come through whenever like a spirit picks out a word. I think it has like 850 words available and the spirit can pick out from those 850 words to like communicate and then you hear the voice out loud and then it stores those words that you capture in basically your dictionary. Um, So I've gotten well over 50 words using that app. And then I have another, it goes to Vox. Which is kind of similar, except it doesn't keep record of the words. And the voice that comes through is actually like, it sounds like an actual voice and it's very deep. It's like, hello, you know, very creepy. I don't really like to use that one very often. Um, but, and then my third one is the SLS, where you can capture, you know, spirits on camera, you know, the little stick figures. Um, so I decided to take my brother and, his girlfriend to our cemetery on Halloween night, just a couple nights ago. Um So the one here in Bellingham is called baby cemetery. Always has a really good vibe. I've been there alone at night once or twice. I won't go like at 3 AM or anything. I'll go at like 11, you know, after the sun goes down during summertime, it's a really nice place. I've never had that energy there ever. Um, it's very peaceful, very quiet. So we decided to head out there around 10 o'clock. Um, and they wanted to know more about these ghost apps. I kind of showed them. They downloaded them as well. And it's just three of us. We're walking through the cemetery. Pretty quiet, you know, at first. Um, not getting a whole lot. And then we start getting uh, a few words coming through uh, when we reach this one point of the cemetery, it's kind of an older part of it. And we're just asking questions. I'm walking down the rows of, you know, grave sites, just like being super careful, you know, making sure I don't step over or on anybody <laughs> um, and my brother calls out. He's like, "Hey, I got the word rose. 'rose.'" I'm like, "Okay." Uh, so I'm kind of looking at the headstones, and right by one, there's a rose bush, and I was like, "Okay, that's cool." And then I get one. Um, I have my flashlight on because I'm just looking at the names, and I see um, I see the word "shine" pop up. I was like, "Oh." Do you you see my my flashlight? And then it said, I see. I was like, oh, okay. Um, And then we get watching you and a bunch of stuff. And then I'm walking away, and we're moving on to a different area. And then um, I noticed that one of the names on the headstone was Kathleen. As we're walking away, I swear to you, it's in my dictionary. I get the name Kathleen. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. (laughs) So we continue walking, and we're playing around with the SLS app. We're getting nothing. I'm like, okay, I don't see anything. And we decide to stop and try for some more voices. And crazy is um, my, my friend Alex, she gets lady of the night, like four full words, lady of the night. And we're like, whoa. And then I get the word bedroom followed by pleasure. And we just all look at each other like, wow, between two different bones, those words all, you know, have something to do with each other. That's uh, interesting. So that was pretty neat. Um, Oh, I'm trying to think of what else we got. Um, we We got told to stop recording. we got told to kneel, um, which is a little weird. Um, we got a lot of names. We got Jason, we got Charles. Um, we I, I got one I was I had a drink in my hand and I went to sip it and then I got the word thirst. Um, and then, we came upon one, and it said, danger. And then my brother asked, how did you pass? And his phone picked up hospital. And we're like, oh, okay, you died in a hospital. Were you sick? And then it said flame. And then it said house. We're like, oh, man, house fire. Maybe, I don't know. So we just got a bunch of these words and it was all super fascinating. And then my brother was playing with the app that actually has like the the actual like human sounding voice come through that's super deep. And it kept laughing at him. He was asking questions and just kept laughing at him. And for some reason, he got a lot on that app. I didn't really get anything on that one, Um, but they seemed to really like him. The coolest part about the whole night was as we were wrapping up, I tried the SLS one more time, and I got something. And I was just sweeping the cemetery, and I sweep across this um, one gravestone that's about eight feet to my left, figure pops up right by it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, you guys, look, 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 look. And so we're looking, and it's sitting there, and it goes away, and it comes back. And so my brother pulls out his phone. He's like, hold on, let me see. He pulls up the SLS on his phone. He maps in the exact same thing. So two phones. My friend pulls out hers. Same thing. Three different phones. (laughs) And we're like, okay. We did everything we could to debunk it. I walked up to the to the headstone so I could get a name. We asked a couple questions. We got a few words, but we weren't really sure if it was coming from that particular one that we were mapping in. Um, But that was neat. So we got that. We moved along to another part of the cemetery on our way out that we hadn't walked by yet. And we got two more stick figures Um in the same frame. Um... There was a headstone where a couple was buried, and there was a figure. It looked like it was sitting on that headstone, like the legs, the the knees were bent and everything. It looked like it was sitting. And then there was another one standing, kind of leaning against um, like a post that was next to it. That was kind of like a, a trail marker. And so we sat there and recorded those, and I did save the videos. Uh, I'll try to get those sent to you. It's fascinating. I take these things very lightly because I do know that free apps on a phone, always possible that it's not 100% authentic. But I thought it was absolutely fascinating. I thought some of the words that we got in conversation – between multiple devices, the way they matched up was amazing <laughs> and it was so cool. And to end our night, I'm looking at my phone. My brother said that his phone jumped from like 50% to 27 within like the time that we were there. We were only there for like an hour. He's like, my phone's dying fast. And so I looked down and I said, oh, well, my phone's still at 67%. So we'll just keep using my phone for the apps because it seemed to be burning through his phone pretty quick because he was getting so many voices on that one. They, they just kept talking to him. And in that moment, my phone went from 67% to zero shut off and was drained of battery. And I tried to turn it on, came on for a second. I saw 0% died again, never came back on until I got home to charge it. Um, and so funny. I'm looking at my phone, uh, battery percentage right now, at 67%. That is fascinating. So I thought I would share that. (laughs) I'll try to get the video sent. Um, I'll have to look at my brother's log and um, Alex's log and see, you know, what kind of words they got. They got some really fascinating words in their um, dictionary too. Uh, I'll need to have them maybe screenshot those and send them over to me. and Maybe I'll call in again with some more like detail on the conversations that we uh, recorded. But anyways, thanks for letting me share. Let me know your thoughts. Always love calling in. You guys have listened to every single one of my stories and either had some fun with them, you know, making jokes like you do, Tony, which I love, um, or really getting into um, conversations um, about it. And I absolutely love it. So I can't wait to hear this. I can't wait to hear what you guys think. And uh, thanks, as always, for having this outlet for all of us that are a little more on the weird side, as I like to call myself. But I love it. All right. You guys have a good night. Uh, God bless you. And I'll talk to you guys later. (laughs) Bye. I don't
0: think apps on the phone get as much credit as they should, quite honestly. I know there are some ones that really are just like bunk. But I mean, I, I don't understand really why uh an app on a phone that's there to pick up words is really any different than uh in, in Ovalis that is just a standalone thing that's only programmed to do one thing. I almost feel like you have more opportunity on a phone to do more things uh and and create a better thing. And we've had good luck with it, honestly. We've we've used uh some very specific ones. And we've been out and we've had a lot of times, especially in a cemetery where the words made sense, just like she had that experience of.
1: It sounds like they were almost playing hops, hopscotch, but instead of hopscotch, it's walk around and talk to different ghosts.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, uh, there's so many interesting things. And especially when there's two people or more using these apps and they, they seem to correlate it, it it all made sense the way that um that she described it and i think that goes uh, quite a ways to debunking um or it's just the app giving you you know words that are likely to you know they know where you're using it then these words would likely come up with the questions you're going to be asking but these are very specific and it went across both of them which i found very fascinating yeah so thank you for that story uh 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online? Let's hear one more story. Hi.
3: Hi. I thought of another um, neat story to share with you. My son was about two and a half years old and was standing in the kitchen when my husband received a very sad phone call from his brother, telling us that he had lost. Uh, he and his wife had lost their son um, during birth. And um, it was very sad, very emotional. So my husband and I were crying, and our two and a half year old was very sad. He didn't know why, but he saw his parents sad, and he kept pulling on my husband's pant leg um, and saying, "Um, "Daddy, look! Daddy, look!" And he says, "Not now, you know. I'm I'm talking to your uncle. Not now." And he said, "But you, you, Daddy, come! Daddy, come and look!" And we didn't come and look, and we watched him, and he went over to our back door, and we had this beautiful in bloom pear tree, and he started talking to the tree, and he says, I know, I know, you're okay, I know, and then he said, I know, baby Jake, and my husband had just asked his brother if he had named his son. And he said, yes, his name was Jacob. And my husband almost passed out. He dropped the phone. I picked the phone up. And our son continued to talk to the pear tree and said, it's okay, baby Jake. I know. You're okay. So we collected ourselves. We picked the phone back up, and we explained that we were going to be shipping a pear tree to them and that they needed to plant it and that um, we would tell them a story of comfort in the weeks to come, which we did. So I wanted to share that with you, that through the young conscious of children, they do connect, I firmly believe. Thank you.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's an undeniable situation that happened to them. I mean, that there's no really ways of debunking it other than just saying i don't believe your story but uh i take her for it being totally legit and it's amazing how that works
1: yeah and i thought it was sweet how the kid was saying you're okay
0: and calling a baby jake and he didn't know the name nobody yeah. the parents didn't even know the name um yeah that's that's quite uh quite amazing the thing i <laughs> This is this is me always like uh, if you give a gift to, to somebody, especially if it's something of uh, you know personal meaning or significance. Uh, my fear is especially with like a tree because I've planted gazillions of trees in my day at every house I've been at. And I'd say we got a batting average of about 75% uh, that make it. about 25 percent over the next year or two die. Uh, yeah. And that's hundreds of trees. Um and and so that would be my fear of I'm, um, you know, I'm gonna give you this tree and here's this wonderful story. And you plant it and then it gets some worm thing or something. And it's the, the tree just dies, doesn't even come back for the next season. And this is the tree that is, is meant to mean so much to you for, you know, your child and all of that. Or like it gets struck by lightning or Just animals eat it. Something horrible. I mean, like, I don't know about the tree. Like, we're going to send you, how about pears every month? We're just going to send you pears. Pear of the Month (laughs) Club. That can't get fucked up. Lightning can't strike the pears. (laughs) But I I do think it's beautiful what they're doing. And I hope that tree lives.
1: I do too. I really.
0: I would be. In my mind, I'm always planning for the worst on something like that. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Uh, That's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, help keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up through Apple Podcasts, and you'll get access to all of our episodes commercial-free, the archive, advanced episodes, as well as EPP bonus episodes every single week when you become an extra podcast person through Apple Podcasts. Try it for three days free. Not on Apple. Check out Patreon.com. Slash real ghost stories or ghostpodcast.com. Until next time for Harper, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.